Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast slash Marketing for Startups show, because now you can also see this on Instagram and on YouTube. So um, today we're talking about the biggest mistakes founders make when building a marketing team. So have you started building your marketing team? Have you hired people and felt like it was a waste of money or felt like that you're not getting enough out of them or they're just not doing a good enough job? Have you had frustrations around anyone that's helping you in your business? So today I'm going to tell you the number one mistake that founders make when hiring a marketing team or anyone to help with their marketing. This could be ads managers. This should be a social media manager, whatever it is. I'm going to teach you the three most important things you need to do in order to, to build an effective marketing team, get the most out of your marketing team, and to really stay focused on your big picture goals and actually achieve the things that you set out to achieve. So today is a big episode. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for being here. So what is the number one mistake that founders make when building their marketing team? So I I wonder if you can relate to this. As a founder, I know from working over 15 years directly with founders, founders, you tend to take on a lot. Okay, you're doing everything in your business. That is a given, right? Oftentimes, you're building the product, you're giving customer support, you're doing sales, you're leading the marketing, you're the one that's generating creative ideas, you're doing the counting, you're interfacing with lawyers, you're doing everything, building um, training programs, building your SOPs. And so I, I think that you get into this mode. Um, I certainly have gotten into this mode for like my own my own business, right. As a consultant, where you sort of like clench, you're like, your ass is clenched. Like everything's in clench. You're just like going forward, doing everything that you can. You're not stopping to breathe. Right. But then there comes to a point where things just like literally make no sense for you to be doing right. Like one of the very first things, uh, usually people realize they shouldn't be doing is like chasing people to book meetings. Right. Or like managing the inbox. And so a lot of times people start with like an assistant, right? Because there's often um, just tons of like busy work that you could be getting off of your plate, right? And so same holds true for marketing. So in the marketing department, usually I would say like the social media manager is maybe the first role that comes on. Oftentimes, like you guys maybe are posting yourself for long time, like maybe years. And then you find that it's very difficult to stay consistent and like the day-to-day just takes up. Right. And 
creating content and like scheduling things to post, creating blogs, creating whatever, it takes a lot of time and energy, but we know how important it is for nurturing potential buyers and sort of helping to get those conversions, right? So again, maybe you hire a social media manager and then you're paying for them and you're unclear really like what the ROI of that, that like their ROI, right? Um, and it's like a huge bummer, right? Or you hire like um, a marketing automations person and you think that they're going to be the key to building that full marketing funnel and they're going to control everything, right? But the biggest mistake that I see a lot of founders making is believing that these individual contributors that are focused on certain tax tasks, executing certain tactics like the social media manager or the marketing automations person or the, or the ads person. Like we have this expectation that we're going to bring people into the marketing fold. And that one marketing manager is going to be able to build out your full marketing funnel that they have the experience and the knowledge to build your full client value journey, which is your six stepped process that brings clients, that brings prospects from like first knowing about your brand to purchasing with you to then like recommending you, right? There's this six step journey, which is sometimes referred to as the marketing flywheel, right? You need to get that pipeline full and to be getting people through that flywheel for actually the marketing to start working. So we assume that a marketing manager can put that together, right? And more often than not, these manager levels that as startup world, we can be hiring, they don't have the experience and the knowledge to actually create an effective full funnel strategy. And the problem is, is that we get caught up, like focusing so much on like one tactic and then getting very frustrated when that one tactic is not making sales, converting into sales. And so this mistake is, not really investing the time or the money in the right place. So I'm going to talk about the three skills now that all founders must acquire to be able to build an effective marketing program. So I want to get you to start thinking in a different way. Okay. I want you to understand that as a founder, it's essential that you know about sales and marketing, that you become very skilled at sales and marketing. Now, if marketing and sales is not your background, no problem. You're going to be able to hire people to execute. So if you're not a good salesperson, no worries. You should be hiring a very skilled salesperson, right? Or if you're not great at content creation, no problem. You need to be hiring a great social media manager that can build content for you. The point of, of me saying that you need to be very good at sales and marketing does not mean that you need to be executing everything. But you need to be knowing about these different disciplines well enough to set expectations, set the KPIs, and set the highest level strategy. Now, you can do that in a lot of different ways, right? You could read books and learn yourself. You can hire a consultant such as myself or get into a program that I like my marketing school, a strategy school program where you're going to go through some steps to kind of learn how to build that marketing flywheel. But it is so important that you yourself have that knowledge, that you become very comfortable and well-versed 
in every step of the client value journey, and then also starting to understand the metrics and the data that turns that flywheel. That is like the one singular piece of knowledge you need to understand about marketing, right? You, I mean, me as a marketing director, I'm completely hopeless as a social media manager. I don't need to manage the social media because I have a team that does that for me. So my hope for you is that you can become your own marketing director, right? Your own marketing director and that you can confidently lead a team and get the most out of them. Okay, so out of these three skills, the first is spend time learning how to create your marketing flywheel, learning how to create your client value journey, and really understanding all the pieces of the puzzle and how they play together, right? Because the flywheel works just as a funnel, right? We need to be paying attention to the conversions at each step of the journey and then asking the right questions if something's not performing. That is essentially what a fractional, uh, sorry, that what a CMO or a marketing director is going to do. And the reason why people pay me and need me to lead the marketing departments is because I've become very skilled at knowing the right questions to ask and knowing how to steer my execution team in the right direction. So if you don't have the budget to afford to have a marketing director, well, then it's going to be you that needs to begin to actively learn how to do this yourself. Otherwise, you're going to waste a ton of money paying these individual contributors that maybe are going to get traction in their specific piece of the puzzle, but the whole puzzle is not going to fit together. So like, for example, you know, you can find like a really great social media manager, right? And yes, that person could be really great even at leading um, leads to your website, right? But once they get to their website, your marketing, your media, social media manager is probably not going to really be great at UX, like improving the user experience of your website. Maybe that person knows like a little bit about you, like how to improve user experience, but they're not going to be experts in it. Right. And then from there, it's like, okay, how do we get people to leave us our email address? What kind of lead magnets do we need to build? And what kind of email sequences are we getting them on? Maybe that one manager is like an okay copywriter, but maybe they're not really like a, a conversion copywriter. Right. So you see how it's going to be so important for you to have that high level view of of the flywheel of this this journey and be able to bring the right people on. Right. Depending on what skill needs to be filled. We cannot assume that one manager can do everything. Once in a while, you can find like some unicorn rock star that is perfect at copywriting and ad development and creating sales pages and website and can do, do social media management and understands SEO. But chances are there's someone that knows like a little bit about all of those things, but not well enough to actually execute properly and get results. Okay. So the first skill you need to acquire is just understand how to build your strategy, understand the components of it and understand what metrics to be tracking to see if it's working or not. Okay. So the second skill for all founders must acquire, okay, in order to lead their marketing team effectively and lead their company effectively, this one's a pretty general one, but it's, it's so true. Be get really good at prioritizing projects and setting clear goals for your team. So when I look at prioritizing projects, I love to look at the client value journey and first work on 
putting those pieces together as needed. So I'm sure once you, you know, start learning about creating your client value journey and getting that marketing flywheel, that marketing funnel set up, there's tons of ways you can kind of phrase it, but it's all the same thing. Then you need to be able to analyze like, where are you today? What pieces of the journey are missing, right? And you should prioritize those projects as goals, like this quarter now. And then you also have to become um, clear on like, what is really going to move the needle versus like what's going to be a little bit like of a second priority, right? So I'll give you an example. The six steps of the client value journey. The first step is awareness. So this is all about lead generation. How are you going to get in front of new audience? So a lot of times that's maybe a huge priority as opposed to like setting up a referral program, which is like the end of the client value journey, right? A lot of us are focused maybe on getting new people in the door, getting new eyeballs on our business when we're first starting because we don't have any existing customers. So that's quite clear to see how you need to prioritize one over the other. But again, you need to be good at prioritizing and then being able to sort of have patience with the other pieces that you'll set up later. But it's about kind of maintaining that focus on building out the flywheel as the most important thing and using the flywheel this marketing flywheel, the client value journey um, as your marker for what to say no to. And I love this because it's that if any other ideas like come into your field of vision, you have to like ask the question, how is this going to contribute to my overall marketing strategy to turning the flywheel? Is it going to actually make an impact or not? And if the answer is no, you probably shouldn't do it, right? And I think that it's really useful to have a framework like that as a founder because there's tons of ideas that are always like coming into our brains at every any given time. So having a framework for sort of determining how to make decisions on what to move forward is really great. Once you've prioritized your projects, it's a really great skill to acquire is getting really good at goal setting. And this is someone, this is like something that I think a lot of people get burnt out on. I think everyone talks about goal setting, right? And it's something that we get really excited about at like New Year's. But the practice of setting quarterly goals is the only way to make traction in your business in any front. And so the second skill that is really worth your time to double down on, hone in on, really pay attention to is being really good at prioritizing and setting your goals, setting clear goals. And one little pro tip um, is that you need to break down the goals hand in hand with your team. Don't assume that they are going to break it down to bite-sized chunks themselves and get it done effectively. I really love with teams that I lead to do like a goal setting session, right? So we get aligned on the goals. We understand what our priority projects are and we turn those into goals. We know who's responsible for the goal and who's going to be working on the goal and, and kind of how the goal comes together. But the extra step, which is like the tedious and like ugh, piece that no one wants to do, but it's the piece that's the most important 
is creating like a project document or like a scope of work. So I have a template that I've been using that I really like that I will share in the show notes here, which is a template for scope of work. And it's so effective. It literally is a one page Google doc that's asking two questions. Looking at the goal and saying like, question number one, if we get to the end of the quarter and the goal was not achieved, what would be the reason? And this is so helpful to do with your team. And oftentimes like things come up that you wouldn't as founder wouldn't even have thought of. Um, and then the second question is how to mitigate the, that risk. So if you see like a threat that exists to achieving the goal, then what can you do to like prevent that? And I love filling out this document. And then this, the second part of the document is just like literally like a, um, like a little spreadsheet piece where it's like, let's break down the tasks into exactly what needs to get done put a date on it, right? Put a, the person who's leading it or all the people that are involved and then like a checkbox, like whether it's done or not. And I think that a lot of managers or leaders or founders, like everyone, they, they avoid doing that because they think that it's micromanaging. And it's not, it, it really is not. It's just I, I think that it's such an important, useful practice to break down the steps because it's actually doing your team a huge favor. It's, it's being able to look at a document together and see like the clear steps. Oftentimes, like whenever I fill these out with my team or even for myself, I realize that the goal, the big goal feels overwhelming and it's almost like, oh, this is going to be so much work. I don't know how we're going to get this done. And if you don't fill out a document like that, that's sort of like what you and your team are left feeling throughout the quarter. Like it becomes very intangible. But when you actually fill out the steps to executing the goal, you realize like it's so funny. A goal that you thought was going to be like a big deal are only like really three or four tasks. Like it's incredible. And so just having that document filled out is a game changer. And that leads us to number three, the third skill that all founders must acquire in order to have an effective marketing department is actually leading the team, keeping them focused, and then lending support and resources when needed. So this can take the form of a weekly meeting, super duper simple. And the, the topic of the weekly meeting is literally looking at the goals and then looking at that scope of work doc and say like, what's done, what's not done. Can we discuss anything about this goal now? Get it done, let you move on. Um, it's so helpful. And again, if I can give one bit of advice and I fell victim of to this a lot in the beginning of my career, which is like, canceling meetings, feeling overwhelmed, like thinking there's so much to do, pushing things off and like not getting organized and focused with the team. And it is like the worst thing that you could do. And I was, did that for many years and it's so stressful. So leading the team looks like having a weekly meeting at the same time, like come rain or come shine, you don't change that. You have an agenda, which is essentially looking at the goals and looking at that scope of work. And then you could do small other things like 
looking at a scorecard, if you have a scorecard, which you should, um, or even leaving room for, you know, you can look at the goal and then leaving room for like other discussions, but it's like a touch base point that your team comes together. And when I say team, let me be clear. This does not mean necessarily employees. This means individual contributors, freelancers. Like it could be anyone that works in your business, but bringing them together for a weekly meeting, it is not, um, it is not annoying. It is not too much. It is great. It is great for the worker and it's great for you because it's a time to come together where they have access to you. No one needs to chase to get approvals. No one needs to be wasting time coordinating X, Y, and Z. And also it's a, it provides for them clarity. So I've, I've run up against some founders that don't want to do this because they're like, oh no, that person has other clients and like, I don't want to take too much time or it's expensive to have that person in a meeting because they'll make, they should be charging for the time if they're like a freelancer forever or whatever. But I think that whatever money you're, they're charging you for that hour to gain clarity and alignment is going to save you so much money in the future that it's like, it's, in, it's so silly not to do it. Um, Cause the worst thing you could be doing is have someone get going with a project or be like working on a goal and working in the totally wrong direction and then you've wasted the hours that they've worked on it, right? So you end up paying for it anyway. So there you have it. These are my three, the three skills. So just to recap, the three skills that I believe are so important for founders to lead a successful marketing program for their startup is one is to really understand how to build a marketing strategy. And I have a link in the show notes to an episode that I did about how to build the client value journey, which is this marketing flywheel, these six steps. Um, and I'm not, I didn't make up client value journey. That is like a marketing um, concept that's been around for like the, since the dawn of marketing. Um, so really understanding that, learning that, understanding every step, how they work together, metrics at each stage, um, how to track performance. Number two is get good at prioritizing projects and setting clear goals with your team. And I suggest breaking them down in that scope of work document. And number three is get really good at leading the team and keeping them focused and then lending support and resources when they need it. And that looks like weekly meetings, being consistent with that and just making yourself available when your team needs. One thing that I do, because I lead a lot of different teams, so I have like a lot of balls in the air and a lot of um, different people that maybe need me, is that for each client that I work with, because I, I work as a fractional chief marketing officer, which means I build marketing teams per client, okay? And so when I, I have a weekly meeting with each team per client, Okay, so that may look like, you know, on my Mondays have like a handful of team meetings per team. And then per, I, I always say to the team, okay, then I have office hours available, you know, on one day of the week between, I give like a two hour window where I'm available to book extra time. So there's not that chasing or whatever. And I, I would really suggest that for you um, because it just helps. It's just like set two hours on a Wednesday morning, for example, and just say, if you need me, you can book time into my calendar from this to this. I block out that time. I don't have any sales meetings at that time. I don't have any other meetings that I schedule during time. 
that helps keep you organized. Um, okay, that's it for today. Uh, I really, I hope this was helpful. And my intention with the podcast and like with all of this is just to help you really lead and execute the marketing department. Because I know that getting really good at the skill is going to save you so much money and heartache and time to the point where you really get that product market fit till you get traction and you're ready for growth and scale. The marketing piece is the most important piece. Okay. The marketing piece is the most important piece. And then of course the sales process, right? But you need to be able to bring those leads into the door and get them warmed up and get them like, uh, like acclimated to who you are and what you do and get them ready to buy, right? Once you have a bunch of ready buyers, okay, then you can really focus on understanding how to refine the sales process, how to make it better. But if you don't have people to pitch to that have some context of who you are, it's going to be a lot harder, right? A cold sales outreach program is way different conversion-wise to like a a real inbound, warm marketing lead, right? So that's what we want to start working towards. So I hope that helped you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Victoria Hajar, H-A-J-J-A-R. I love hearing from you. And you can always give me your um, I, questions and I can answer them here on the podcast. And the last thing I want to leave you with is a resource for a free go-to-market strategy checklist that is on my homepage of my website, Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash G-O-T-O-N-A-R-K-E-T. All one word, all smushed together, go to market. Um, and you can grab that checklist. It's super interactive. It has like a video of me explaining like how to fill out the checklist, tons of resources, hype, like really rich links with, I link other videos and other resources and other podcast episodes to help you sort of put together your, the re, the pre-work for the marketing strategy and building the marketing strategy. So you can go grab that. It's totally free. And I can't wait to see you back here next week. Thanks. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member. And I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me. If you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast, it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at ugly ventures, U-G-L-I ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.